All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, sponsored by Brewers Pizza and partnered with Big Cat Country. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's JK3. We are recording midweek after the clinching of our playoff berth here at home in Jacksonville, first time since uh, 2007, and then, of course, shooting now for our first home playoff game since 1999. And JK3, talking to you a little bit before podcast, uh, you were just talking about the buzz around the city. Describe uh, what you're seeing out there. Oh, man, it's awesome. I'm glad to see everything. Everybody wearing their Jacksonville stuff. I'm glad that I'm not the only person now in the mall with my Jaguar hat on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's just something that's cool to see, even though I was watching the news today and they were talking about the fog this morning. And I guess they were saying, move that fog, move that fog, move that fog. Huh? And I was like, all right, now you're reaching. <laughs> you guys are yeah, reaching that's... on the news. Uh, but the buzz is great, man. Yeah. What about you, Derek? What are you seeing out in Jacksonville? Man. I'm seeing a lot of love. I'm seeing a lot of togetherness um, as far as just as a fan base. I'm seeing a lot of excitement, you know, not only from local media, but national media. So there were some earlier tweets and um, video that has surfaced. Deion Sanders picked us to win the division this year. And Ooh. yeah, he picked us to win the division back in August. Okay. So... It amazes me how some local media people, podcasters, even like guys ourselves, we didn't do this, but they doubt it and they say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Dude's a Hall of Famer. Shut up. Okay. Shut up. He knows what he's talking about because it's getting ready to happen. So, um, did he say what, like, he saw on the team, like, why he, uh, made the prediction? What he basically said was, you know, he thought the defense was going to be tops in the league. He thought Calais Campbell was going to show the young D D lineman how to be professionals on and off the field, which that's all come true. And the only question mark he had was Blake Bortles. And he said that Tom Coughlin will get in his head. And literally everything he said has happened. Okay, it's happening right now. So, you know, when when people talk, when like Baselli talks, when Sanders talks, people that are, you know, you know, First ballot, second ballot, you know, whatever Hall of Famers, you know, uh, hopefully Baselli gets in. But we need to start listening. And and then when you have those guys talking like that, then it trickles down to the rest of us, trickles down to the fans. And it's just a great feeling, man. It's, it's unbelievable energy. Yeah. I mean, just being at the game Sunday, I mean, there was definitely a lot of energy out there. I liked how between the plays and in the downtime, they'd be playing music. Everybody's kind of jumping around, dancing. It's just that constant energy all the way throughout the game. And uh, did you guys happen to catch the wave resurfacing again? A good solid wave in that game? <laughs> I don't I don't get why every... Okay, so I think the timing is what's pissing everybody off about the wave. <laughs> Which, but you can't stop it. Once it, 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 you, you, once it starts, you can't... You can't stop it. So, uh, I, what do you mean? What What are you referring to? Pissing everybody dude, off? Dude, there's some people that hate the wave, and I think it's cool. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, but I, I'm I, I think a lot of stuff's cool, like Lacroix water. So, um, I, I, it's just weird. It's just weird to see people just hate on the wave. I've never seen any like the abundance of people on Twitter that are hating on the wave. It's hilarious. Now I understand why, because the offense is going at work and they want the way they want just like 64,000 people to just stop <laughs> once, once right. Bortles gets the ball. But the amount of effort it takes to get the wave started, it, it you just kind of have to let it die down, you know? So I, the, they, some people just hate it. Uh, man, hey, 
We've got – you know we're having a good season when people are pissed off about the wave. Yeah. I mean, most of the time I am anti-wave, but Derek, I think you would agree when you're up by like 30 points in the first half. I mean, I think wave is probably like acceptable at that I mean, point, it's acceptable and we're having fun and I'm going to go out on the limb here a little bit. We have some fans here that are real fans that show up to the game um, and, and, and cheer and have their own, whether it be social media followings uh their their uh water cooler talk their their podcast and then we got some pretenders out there and the pretenders are the ones that are probably getting mad you know and, and you guys know who you are okay you know who you are uh the ones that don't watch the game whether it be you know on the television in the bud zone or at the cabanas uh they're just there partying and hanging out you know now hey con doesn't care because he's making money off your butts uh, but at the same time, don't get mad when the true fans are just trying to have a quick little fun on something that's like, it's almost like a national pastime to wave, you know? Treasure. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a treasure. It's like a national treasure, you, you know? Um, gosh, it shows passion. Okay. So I, I'm cool with it, man. Whatever. Hey, as long as we get the W man, we can do the wave backwards. And I don't even know how we would do that, but yeah. The reverse wave. I do like, uh, I don't know if this is a controversial topic, but I've had a couple people come up and I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Um, people that had, had said, yeah, yeah, you know, I'd been protesting the team, but you know, I think I'm going to start, you know, maybe I'll get a ticket to the playoff game. And I almost want to be like, nope, you're banned. You, you protested the team. You went this far in. You don't get the, the enjoyment of the, uh, the awesome season that we're having. Either they had bad timing or what. I don't really care. But if you protested and decided to buy a playoff ticket right when we got in, that's, that doesn't work for me. I, I got it. I got it. If you listen to this episode, and you were one of the ones that protested about the whole black thing. We're not even going to get into it. You're a poker player, which means you bluff all day. And then when you get that hand, you're all in. Okay, when you get that full house, you're all in. So you're a poker player, man. So you're just a bluffer. You're a pretender. That's all it is to it. End of story. Just a bunch of pretenders. I mean, what do you think about that, JK3? Is that con- too controversial for this podcast? I mean, or hey, banned or hey, man. You letting them in or? You know what? C- come, come on, brother. can we we all just can we all just fellowship and 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 love each other as jag nation you know and and the team in the the book of the book of ramsey uh verse 20 (laughs) you know just just just, hey if you if you want to let that hate out of your heart let it out and then you know wash your wash yourself in the mustache of shad khan and come on in and we're ready to go man back we're gonna start baptizing people in the pools that's what we should do. We start back oh, that's a people good idea. in the pools, and then once they come out, we have a nice little t-shirt there waiting for you, and welcome back to the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, so if any any of the uh, PR people for the Jaguars are listening, that's a great way to reintroduce uh, those, uh, those protesters back into the fan base. I like that idea. That makes them pure. Um, <laughs> But only, only they they get baptized after all the little kids have been in there after the game though, because uh, you don't you don't know what else is in there. What do you guys think about uh, the whole kind of like controversy with these people coming out of the woodwork? Where if you have a jaguar shirt on or a polo, they're like, oh, what'd you just buy that last week? Or oh, j- jumping on the bandwagon? Like, how are you guys uh, reacting to those people? That 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 makes me matter. That make this matter even that makes me more mad than the person that's coming back 
into the stadium or the fair weather fans that are coming back or the people that are accusing me of being a bandwagon fan. It's like, bro, I've been going through 10 years of this, 10 long years since 2007. My team has been crap. I'm talking about three and 13, you know, two and, you know, 12 or two and what, 14? Yeah. My team has literally been trash, like garbage can juice for the last 10 years. And you want to get mad. You want to try to, you have the audacity to call me a bandwagon fan when you see me wearing, <laughs> you know, my, my teal. And for a while, new era, they only made Jaguar hats in teal and black and all black. Now I got all these different new era hats that I rock. And everybody's like, oh man, you're a bandwagon fan, man. I see you with your Jaguar stuff on player. I see you, man, bandwagon. Get out of here, bro. Get out of here. No, that, that's, that's one way to really, you know, really, that, really pissed me off is to talk about me yeah. being a bandwagon fan. Derek, did you just start this podcast like a week ago or something? Or are you <laughs> trying to jump in on the... Uh... Man, get out of here. You, you know what? You know how you can tell the difference between a Jaguar fan, like a real one and a fake one? A fake one would run to a sports store and go get their Jags apparel. They go to the big box stores or they go online and order it. A real Jag fan knows, hey man, We've been losing for so long. Our stuff's been at like Marshall's, TJ Maxx. <laughs> we go get it there, man. I get it from Nike.com, and I'll go to Marshall's and TJ Maxx because we know that it's gonna go on sale. And guess what? I'm a still rocket, okay. Even with us being three and thirteen, guess what? I'm gonna go get my two for twenty. All right, so don't even hate. They need to go somewhere with that mess. That's funny. Hey, I, I've become really good at spotting those. I think we talked about this like a couple months ago. I've been really good lately at spotting those fake like China jerseys. Oh, <laughs> Have you yeah. seen those? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we I got- saw a horrible Bortles one at the game last week. <laughs> We got to give it up to uh, our, our uh, Corey and I have a coworker. We're not going to shout him out by name. We'll call him the Dax Master. Dax Master be getting like authentic jerseys for like $10, $12 at one of the local establishments <laughs> here in town. Not going to give up his secret too much. But uh, I'm sitting there like, well, you could go get a real jersey at there or you can buy a $50 one from. Alibaba. Uh, Alibaba. <laughs> Bro, that's the thing that makes me mad. How, how are you gonna how are you gonna be a Jags fan but go buy a fake jersey? Like that don't make sense to me. It, it doesn't make sense to me for you to literally trust well, first of all, for you to buy a jersey from China if it makes it through customs, why don't you just go to the mall and literally get a jersey? They're they're like 30 and 40% off right now. Get a jersey. And if you want to wear it, if you want to be that bandwagon fan, go get you a jersey, man. At least you can do is go down go down to the store. I think it was Rick Ballou who like tweeted, like, where do fans get jerseys at now? And there was all these bogus-ass websites that were on there. It's like, dude, just go to the Avenues Mall on your way home. Go to the Town Center. Go to Dick's. Grab a jersey and, and go home. Like, yeah. at least buy a real jersey. I mean, I've even seen uh, homeless people with authentic Matt Jones and Hugh Douglas and stuff like that. Classics. You know I mean? Classics, man. If I, if I see a homeless dude walking around with a Mike Sims Walker jersey, I'm I'm, get, <laughs> I'm asking him, hey, man, let me I, $20 on a hot sandwich and a Maroney's bologna to get that off your back right now, man. Yeah. <laughs> $20 and a Maroney bologna for a Mike Sims Walker jersey. Uh, I couldn't yeah. find any of those, by the way. I didn't see any of those in the stadium. I don't know if that's just like in the club or something. Bro, they're they're charging six dollars for a bologna and cheese, bro. If you want a bologna and cheese, I'll come to the I'll, I'll come to the to the 
to the branch where you're at and I'll bring you a bologna and cheese for $6. Well, one other thing that and just kind of all in the, in the hoopla of us being good, uh, Derek, you mentioned on social media that there's a lot of comments and tweets and, and, and on Facebook where we got these Steelers fans and these Patriots fans kind of coming at us. I, I think you said not so much the Steelers fans because they, I mean, honestly, they should have a healthy respect after we put the beat down on them in Pittsburgh, but the Patriots fans seem to be particularly vicious. All right. this Obviously, this was a team I wasn't going to bring up a few weeks ago. Uh, respect. For the Super Bowl champs, respect for Tom Brady, except for that bogus call last week in that Steelers Patriots game. But that's a different yeah, story. That that's a different stupid. story. Yeah. Um. They're they're tough, man. They're tough, and their fans they got Twitter finger tough, you know, guys on, on Twitter and Facebook, and uh, you know, a lot of them make comments. And I got into a nice little debate with one uh, this week about the fact that he thought that our defense was second rate. Although we lead lead in two of the three major statistical categories in defense, total pass and run. Um, I guess that Tom Brady, you know, maybe that trainer that just recently got kicked out of Gillette Stadium, had the whole stadium drinking something or, you know, taking some holistic medicine or what, man. I don't don't know. But um, I tell you right now, if that's the best you guys can play against the Steelers, you guys might want to try a little bit harder. Now, granted, I'm still going to give them the respect because of Tom Brady, 25 points down. Yeah, I don't care if it was last year. That's an amazing feat. But if if the Jags and the Steel or the Jags and the Patriots do meet in the playoffs, I got all those names saved. I took pictures of all of them, every single last one. I think it was like four of you guys that were trying to gang up on me on Twitter too. I'm gonna light y'all up, took man. Pictures. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna light y'all up, man. If that if that ever happens and we beat y'all, I'm gonna get the entire you know. I don't care who it is, black and teal, big cat country. I, I don't care who it is. If they're riding with Jaguars Twitter, they're gonna be riding with us, and we're gonna and we're gonna get back get back at you guys for that. So my thing is is people try to use a schedule against us, and it's like okay, the team hasn't been historically the team hasn't been good. So we're gonna argue your point. You're trying to say that we're a fluke, but then when we have a season where we turn around and eventually we will start playing the top tier of the teams. But the teams that we were supposed to lose to, a la the the, the Steelers, uh, the the Seahawks, even even the first game, the first game against Houston, everybody was counting us out, you, you know, like going into Houston. And it's been something where we've been able to – we don't pick the schedule. The team made the changes. Uh, you know, they're, they're showing, you know, favorable changes all throughout the year. Um, if you've ever watched the defense or if you ever watched the team play, then you will see that these guys are out there playing with a chip on their shoulder. Um, and that trickles down from Coughlin all the way down to, 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 to the leaders of the team. And it's just one excuse after another. Like, they absolutely hate that the Jaguars are, are beating teams. Like, the amount of – it's every week there's a new salty fan base. And I guarantee you, if we go ahead and, and, and get the W on Sunday against the 49ers, the 49ers will the, have won three games. I can't believe my team just lost to the Jaguars. I don't understand the – like, where does that come from, though? I mean, I figured a lot of people would be excited for us just for the fact that – like, just the same as if the Browns maybe had pulled it out this year. I wouldn't have had any neg- negativity towards the Browns. I would have been happy about them winning and, and their fan base having a good time. I just don't know where all the, the hatred comes from for the Jaguars. People hate on what's different. People hate on what's different. Oh, and by the way, for that soft schedule, what, of the – you know, 16 games we have, 
You know, seven of them are against teams that are 500 or better right now. And two of the teams we played have a chance to get to 500. So it could be up to nine. So sorry that, you know, the other, you know, six teams weren't playing so well. You know, who would have thought Cincinnati was going to have a five and nine year? It's sorry. We, we didn't know that was going to happen. Um, you know, we, we didn't know that the Cardinals were going to go, you know, they're six and eight right now. They got a chance to get back to 500. Hey, sorry. Look at the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the Steelers have only lost twice this year. They got screwed the other game. Um, and guess who was one of the two teams that actually beat them? Thank you. So, hey, yeah. w- what are we supposed to do? Oh, you got to go on the road to the Chiefs and, you know, you got to go, you know, play the AFC East. Hey, we don't have control of the schedule, man. Sorry. A lot of people uh, had, at least that I talked to, and I haven't seen this as much on social media, but people were making comparisons to, and I can't remember what season it was, but do you remember the year Jack Del Rio uh, was coach and we had a really good record and everybody pretty much pinpointed it. And I think it was almost kind of true too, that it was based on the fact that we have like the easiest schedule in the NFL. I can't remember what season it was, whether it was like, uh, what was it? Oh, five or in Oh seven, the two years that uh, he was in the play. Oh, seven. Okay. It was Oh seven. Cause we went, what I think it was 12 and four one. Yeah. We had a really good two, record. Three, yeah. four, five or 11 and five, something like that. Okay. Um, yeah. But I just, I mean, I don't, I don't see the, I don't see the comparison at all. I mean, I think most people uh, this year base it more so on our skill set and our young players and our production, and more so than than the easy schedule. I just, that's just some, that's a new thing. I've only heard that, I guess, as an excuse for us being good in like the last few weeks. That wasn't something I remember hearing earlier this year. All right, so shifting gear to the Pro Bowl announcements, um, the four players that we got in, obviously everybody's probably heard this already: Ramsey, Boye, Campbell, and Jackson. Uh, definitely excited, but I'm a little shocked that we only got four. I mean, for for as much hype as we've gotten, at least on defense, I just I don't know. I would have thought we have gotten more defensive players at least on the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I mean the the uh, it, it's just the, the guy that I don't understand who didn't make it is Ngakwe. Like, how do you not vote that guy in? And I think that's probably a victim with it being you know Jacksonville and the small market and everything some of your bigger names your your Boyes your Ramseys your Calais Campbells and your Malik Jacksons that that's great but i mean the guy that's literally almost gets a strip sack <laughs> every time he gets to the quarterback man you got to vote that guy in yeah he had uh how many uh six right yeah he's got six he's got six strip sacks and 11 and a half uh, 11 and a half uh sacks over on the year i think so it's like almost what fifty percent of the time, basically rough math. Yeah, it's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> that he's getting a strip sack. The ball's coming out. You have the even, opportunity. I think he even came out, Derek, saying like he. Uh, I think he said he got snubbed. Essentially, is what he uh, came out and said on Twitter or something. I think I saw that in the headlines before we started. Yeah, he got snubbed. He'll be an alternate. It's a. Uh, there's a lot of good defensive players um, in the AFC. A lot of good players. So it's tough. Uh, I think that he'll he'll get in as an alternate. Um, you know, you got to look at Paz and and, and Telvin too. Uh, those two guys, top twenty in tackles. Uh, I'm looking at some stats right here, and you realize this: Telvin has ten pass defense, two picks, ten pass defense. That's a lot. Well, I was gonna see if you could make the case for him because I saw a lot of people were really upset that he didn't make it. But when I looked, I mean, it didn't seem like. 
I mean, I don't know. I mean, top 20, the pass defenses thing is great, but it didn't seem like with the games he missed and in his stat sheet that he was like elite this year. I mean, maybe like at least elite for us, but I don't think he was comparable to the rest of the AFC though, right? Well, it's not just about, um, you know, Pro Bowl is an individual achievement and it's not just about, you know, sticking out and, you know, making the game winning, you know, interception or anything like that. But if you look at the whole body of work, uh, sideline to sideline, um, that he does, I mean, 118 and he's missed the last two games. Let's say he got 15 tackles each game. You know, that's 145. If that's yeah. the case, he would be top three in the league right now. Yeah, that makes you know? sense. So, yeah, being injured definitely, you know, hurt him. Um, but at the same time, it, he may get in as an alternate too. The ten pass defense uh, as a linebacker is definitely uh, critical. The only other linebacker that has more than him um, in the top twenty twenty five is Alec Ogletree for the uh, Rams, and and he had he has thirteen. So it it's definitely uh, you know it's, I don't know if I'd call it a snub. It's just it's so tough on. On you know the uh, whoever in the NFL is putting it together, but they could both be all three of those guys could be alternates in Gakwe, Paz, and uh, Telvin Smith. Well, I mean, a good way to look at it is that you you can't play in the Pro Bowl if you play in the Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, 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 <laughs> when, hey, when did they play hey. it? Somebody's somebody said they play it uh, before the Super Bowl now, right? Yeah, but there's they, there's they, no way you're gonna risk if you, if your team is making it to the Super Bowl. No one's playing in the Pro Bowl. Right. So isn't that stupid? Why would they change that? It's just to get the fans more exciting. I mean, that's why they have it in Orlando. Orlando's an, a destination that people can actually get to. Uh, and uh, obviously it has all... I mean, we're Floridians. Of course, we're going to hate Orlando. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, Dirty, dirty city. I, I'm just talking about the Disney traffic. But uh, yeah, it, it's... You know, they're trying to bring... New light to the game, you know, before you had to travel all the way out to Hawaii, which, hey, I would have gone to Hawaii if I could get there and back without uh, breaking the bank. But um, <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but at, at the end of the day, it, it, it's they're trying to bring give it some new, give it some spice to it. And uh, but you're right, JK3, if we're going to the Super Bowl, man, which that's what every Jack <laughs> fan wants. Hey, we can't we can't go to the Pro Bowl. Sorry. I think that's we predicted that. I think on the uh, preseason episode we recorded, I, I'm pretty sure. Hey, I don't have time to go back, but I yeah. mean, I'll admit it. You predicted it, and me and JK3 sat there and like crickets. Um, oh, I don't. So, I'm kidding. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. So, I, I, hey, maybe I did actually go, as a if, joke. I don't hey, know. If they go, you're right. Yeah, you did because you said it, and we're both sitting there like, uh, next. Question. Oh yeah, next. Time. Yeah, I meant. Next. I meant that. I wasn't kidding. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's uh, and then t- Tommy Bohannon. What the heck? I mean, I thought he solidified his entry with the the touchdown performance in the last game, and he got snubbed. I feel like that sucks, right? I mean, you got uh, I think it was the Patriots fullback that made it. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, Bo Bo, uh, he he definitely got snubbed on that man. He he's been, I mean, look at the look at the the running. I what what? Yeah, I mean, look what he's done in the running uh, game just alone. And plus, I think he can catch pretty good. And he does actually; he's really good in uh, short down 
for us also. So yeah, that definitely right. snubbed. Hey, I didn't have this on our thing. Can we talk about Jaden uh, Jaden Mickens' uh, touchdown uh, dance celebration? What's that all about? Which one? He, he did, <laughs> which one? The first, the the second one. Uh, I think the first one what looked like something they do out in California. So uh, maybe out to some Mac Dre. Uh, for, for all my young, my, my, <laughs> what you know about the Mac Dre? So yeah, out there, uh, dancing to a little bit of Mac Dre. Uh, and then I think the second one was the, uh, the, the Peter Piper or what's the thing with the, the guys on Instagram? They do that skit where they like sneak into people's houses and they do that silly dance. So yeah, man. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm all for it, man. The guy, hey, if you were sleeping in your car, like, uh, three weeks before you guys signed to the NFL team, hey, you could do the moonwalk in the end zone for all I care. Yeah, that guy so regrets telling people about that car. Thing. <laughs> it's like the only thing that's the only thing people say about him now. <laughs> car sleeping, Jadon. All right, and it's Jadon, right? Somebody was it was Jaden originally, and I heard them saying Jadon uh, yesterday or the day before. Yeah, I think it's Jadon. I think it's Jaden. We'll, we'll just go with Mickens. Yeah. Okay. That was a surprising performance for sure. Though I was I was shocked that he uh, played as well as he did. And uh, any comments on the I thought it was a pretty good rebuttal to uh, G. Davion Clowney about saying that you know Blake Bortles is trash. Which if you're gonna say that, like what kind of timing do you got there? I mean, you could have probably said that earlier this season or last season. Why are you gonna say it after he just tears you apart? But uh, Bortles, I think, said today something along the lines of you know if the way we're playing is trash and the way I'm playing right now is trash, then I'm perfectly fine being trash. <laughs> so, I thought that was a pretty good, uh, pretty good comeback there. So we got the 49ers game coming up. I think Derek, you you were just alluding a little bit before uh, we started that it's uh, essentially uh, a trap game of sorts. You know the 49ers are they're four and ten. Do you know they lost three games or no five games by three points or less this season, hmm. and they were all in a row, like 12-9, 41-39, 18-15, 26-23, and 26-24. Okay, so, and then, obviously, you know, they've gotten, you know, beat up on a couple times, too, but then they signed Garoppolo October 30th, end of October or whatever, and he goes in against the Bears, and they got three straight Ws. Garoppolo is a good quarterback. He will throw the ball down the field. He's not afraid to take chances. He does throw picks, so that plays into our favor, but it doesn't bother him. He will keep throwing. Uh, they got decent receivers. They got a really good running back, uh, Carlos Hyde. He's he's a load to tackle. Um, th- this can't be a game where we're looking past Tennessee. They got to come with their chin straps buckled up, ready to go, because 49ers would love to take the train off the uh, derail the train right now. Um, they would love to do that. Yeah, I'm I'm worried too. Also, that there's so much. Um, I don't want to say like hype around it. But a lot of people have said that they can lock up the division before uh, if, if L.A. takes care of business in Tennessee, et cetera, whatever. But you, you got to think about it. This team historically doesn't travel very well west. And I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I'm not trying to, you, you know, just rain on everybody's parade or anything else like that. But the fact of the matter is, is that you got Jimmy Garoppolo, who's playing some pretty decent ball. Uh, we saw what he did last week in the two-minute drill. Got them uh, within field goal range in like three plays. Uh, and, and then on top of that, man, he he's a pretty decent quarterback if not a really good quarterback for San Francisco. And the worst thing, too, is that you don't want a team like San Francisco, like they've got their momentum, they're starting to kick a little momentum and everything else like that going. That carries into the offseason. 
Mm-hmm. That really does. That carries into the offseason where you got guys that don't go away to do training camp. They stay in San Fran or stay wherever or they go to somewhere together to, to bond and, you know, increase that competition. And then they come back in 2018 and, you know, there may be 2018's version of the Jaguars, a team that's been turned around with Jimmy Garoppolo, John Lynch, um, you know, being, being the GM. So there's a ton of stuff that they're at stake for. But the best way it could have been uh, put was by uh, Tashawn Gibson. He said, hey, Jimmy G's a good quarterback, but he's got to come. He's got to come through us. We're the measuring stick. We're the number one defense in the NFL. So when the team has that moxie and that confidence about them, they know that they're the number one defense in the NFL. And they just need to go in there and take care of business and not wait until four o'clock to figure out if the Rams have taken care of Tennessee for them to get their T-shirt and their hat. or They're going to go out there and take their own T-shirt and hat. That's what I love about the team, man. So what's it what's it look like with the division? Um, so we need to play me through that really quick. So if we lose the rest of our games, which one of which is against Tennessee, and Tennessee wins out, they potentially take the division, right? That's right. Okay. So That's if right. we win this game, are we good? I think so. I think if we win this game, from everything that I've been reading and all of the the, the other things that, like I uh, like I said, that we've been following on uh, on Twitter and everything, if we win this game, regardless if they lose or not, I think that we are good just by the the, the record standing. I think that no, that's right because Tennessee's eight and six, so and we're ten and four. So if we win, that that's still that's two games up. So you know it, it it's it's done. Um, yeah, we just need to go take it. Uh, go out there, take care of business, you know, win by any means necessary. And Tennessee, they can do whatever, you know, we don't need to be worried about that. We need to be worried about Garoppolo, Goodwin, and Carlos Hyde, uh, Eric Reed in their secondary. And, uh, we need to be worried about taking care of business out there. Um, it's going to be, you know, cold and rainy. Uh, that's the way the Bay Area is out there all the time. And sometimes it's got a little bit of sunshine, but, um, that's that's where they need to be at, and we're hopefully we're ready. Hopefully we're ready. It's definitely got to be one of when the defense um, hops on them early. Defense has got to rattle them early. <clears throat> um, you know, we we definitely need to see Ngakwe getting to the getting to Jimmy G early and soon, uh, and, and starting to create that that second guess for him. And then like in, in some of the things we've seen, also he's either going to overthrow. Or underthrow a pass, and hopefully somebody's there at the right time uh, to intercept it. And uh, you know, hopefully, you know, Blake can continue to keep playing like he's been playing. I think we're going to get Fournette back, um, you know, here as well. So we'll see how that goes. Not like that's been a factor since when. I mean, I think we're still like two and zero without him throughout throughout the seasons, or two or three and zero without him. So not like that's a, a factor, but you still want to see him you know, get those carries and still see him, you know, pick up those yards and everything else like that. But I mean, I, I'm with you, man. It's a, uh, a it's a definitely a, a game that we shouldn't look past by any means. Uh, and then, you know, continuing into the, the, the uh, last, you know, part of the year that Bortles has been having, you know, forget the no interceptions and two and three and two, whatever touchdowns, man, he just looks so much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like he's seeing everything so clearly. Now the running game has, I think, a lot to do with that because teams just can't sit back and zone on him like they did in previous years. Um, but if you just look at his confidence and, and what I mean by that, look how tall he's standing in the pocket, especially when he steps up. 
His whole six foot four, six foot five frame, all the tools that we talked about a couple years ago that he had to improve on. Um, like I said, we were critical of him too, but all those tools, he's using them again. And it just looks so easy to him now. And that's all he's got to do is just keep that, you know, whatever it is, whether if Coughlin's got him living at his house or, you know, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> whatever. Um, I just, you know, people say such dumb things. Oh, he's not at the beach bars anymore. Oh, uh, he, he, uh, he's still at the beach bars. Man, shut up. Okay. Just shut up. If you see him at the beach bar, then drag his butt home. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I definitely think when he's under pressure, and I'm not an expert on this, but it seems like it's not phasing him at all. Like, it, even when the guys are in his face, he still delivers the ball uh, really well. And we're not seeing as many of those tip passes either. Yeah. At all, actually. Whether it's players in the league or fans, fans that are on your side, fans like us that were 50-50 or fans that just still completely hate you, he doesn't need to be worried about any of us. He needs to be worried about that game and, and, and the plays and his script for his first 25, 30 plays they're going to have, and they just need to get off to a good start like they have been. Forget everybody else, man. Winning solves everything. I think that the, the the best motivator knowing this now would be the fact that we clinched the division by winning. So hopefully that'll be something that helps kind of offset the uh, 49ers motivation of trying to derail us. Because um, last thing I want, to be honest with you, is this all coming down to going to Tennessee because I still have flashbacks to uh, 1999 of all the, I think it was like the only three losses we had all year, the, the two in the regular season and the one in the AFC championship game uh, was against Tennessee. So I don't want that to uh, come back to haunt us again. The last thing uh, I not, want is my Christmas Eve to be ruined by the Jaguars dropping one in, in San Francisco. That would really, uh, Santa Claus is not coming to the Kellum's household if that happens. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, so I, I just... And, and speaking of trash talking, we're talking about other teams, fans talking trash, Tennessee fans, man, that's a, like that's another reason I want to wrap up the division. This game is to just shut them up because those guys are just going crazy on Twitter and Facebook talking trash about Jacksonville. And I feel like, I mean, granted, they have the win against us earlier this year and that history against us as well. But how awesome would it be to get our first AFC South division title and just get that monkey off of our back? Um, speaking of San Francisco, Steve Young, I think he made that phrase, uh, famous. Uh, so, uh, it'd be good. It'd be good timing to be honest with you. Yeah. It'd be really good um, to go ahead and just lock it up, man. And, but I think like you, like you said, regardless if we lock it, well, when we do lock it up, let's speak it into existence. Our fans and the, 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 the Titans fans, they're on a collision course on New Year's Eve, man. Some of the things that I've been seeing on, on, on Twitter, it's just great. And I hope there's video of uh of everything that goes down there man it's just gonna be a, a blast but it's good to finally have that relevance and that rivalry re back in the afc south to be honest with you man it, it's really good for football uh it's really good to to look forward to something and you, you got to take care of the division you got to beat your divisional opponents and, and and let's go out and take care of it everybody get ready uh for the game on sunday you know sit back in your chair cut on that that new young jeezy album so you can uh relax oh, because <laughs> <laughs> uh because i know about that and uh and we'll uh and I'll, i'm only bringing that up because uh, that was a discussion beforehand i think jk3 is into that right you, you you promote that album you give it five stars uh i give it five mics <laughs> uh, from the from the source. Oh jeez. Yeah. 
All right, good. So I'll check it out uh, <laughs> on uh, Spotify <laughs> and uh, if there's a, a clean version. And uh, and that's it. So we'll uh, talk to you guys uh, hopefully after the 49ers game and hopefully, like you said, speaking it into existence that when, when we take the uh, AFC South division title for the first time. So thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.